Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hello again, and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hedrickson, and every Friday, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Now, these days, breaking news threatens to break all of us. No matter your political leanings, the volume, in terms of both quantity and loudness, of news these days is unprecedented. Now, I'm giving away my non-millennial age here, but remember when the internet was new? Experts crowed about how much less time we'd spend searching out information and how much more time we'd spend, say, relaxing at the beach with our families. Easy access to news and information was supposed to save our time and sanity. Turns out, not so much. Instead, the internet, a 24-hour news cycle, smartphones, and a never-before-seen political climate are all conspiring to make us feel lousy. So this week, regardless of your political leanings, we'll break down four problems with today's news and three things you can do to save your sanity. Problem number one is sheer volume. First, the quantity of news is utterly massive. According to Richard Saul Werman, founder of the TED Conferences, and author of Information Anxiety. Just one New York Times is packed with more information than the average 19th century individual encountered in a lifetime. These days, we scroll through the news before we get out of bed, absorb the world through the radio during breakfast, get pinged with updates and alerts all day long, and then tune into the late-night shows to try to muster a laugh about it all. It's exhausting. The news is even broadcast in airplanes, We can't escape, even at the equivalent altitude of Mount Everest. Finally, the news doesn't come at us from only mainstream news organizations. These days, for better or worse, anyone can be a reporter. We get news from so many sources, niche websites, blogs, and even 140 characters at a time. We're left to filter the mass for ourselves, which again, is exhausting. Problem number two is divided attention. The second problem is how we consume the news. How often do you sit down to watch a news show or read the paper without simultaneously doing something else? If you're like me, not often. Usually, we're multitasking, scrolling through online news while getting ready for the day, checking Facebook during lunch, or watching the news shows while talking on the phone. And all this multitasking results in divided attention. 
And our brains are not designed to do this. Writer Linda Stone coined the term continuous partial attention to describe our constantly fractured mental state. By contrast, focused attention, the kind that's most productive, essentially entails ignoring whatever other stimuli are vying for our attention. But put us in front of a website littered with breaking news alerts and clickbait, and focused attention doesn't stand a chance. Problem number three is anxiety. Depending on your political leanings and demographics, the news these days may be causing a trickle or a torrent of anxiety. Now, news is designed to be bad. Indeed, there's no story in saying that things are fine and all is well. But when the news leaves you feeling personally attacked or endangered, it causes anxiety, not to mention possible feelings of helplessness and hopelessness, all of which take a toll. And problem number four is anger. So much of the news these days is angry. Headlines include the verbs lash out, attack, and berate. Veins bulge from commentators' foreheads. Twitter feuds are daily occurrences. All this anger makes us feel upset, afraid, and intimidated, not to mention angry right back at the news. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches because healing begins the first time you listen. Okay, so that was four ways the news shreds our attention and overwhelms our emotions. So now, what to do? Okay, I won't tell you how to deal with the content of the news, but here are three things you can do to manage the deluge. Tip number one. Check if you're still breathing. No, really. Linda Stone of continuous partial attention fame recently coined another phrase, email apnea, the unconscious suspension of breathing when dealing with your inbox. And this phenomenon also happens with the news. When you scroll through a news site, do you unconsciously hold your breath? Are you breathing fully and steadily or shallowly from your throat and chest instead of from your belly? If that's the case, try the opposite. It's hard. Your body sees the news as a threat, and it's not going to want to relax when there's a threat in front of you. Which brings us to tip number two. Designate news time. News takes up as much time as we allow it. So if we find ourselves taking the clickbait whenever we check email, or the TV is always on in the background, we're going to find ourselves sucked down a vortex hole of news. But you don't have to think about news as all or nothing. While it may be tempting to kill your television or accidentally on purpose dunk your smartphone in the toilet just to get some relief, consider the alternative, news time. This means designating specific times to consume news to help regulate your intake. 
To do this, designate one or two times a day you'll take in the news, or however many as long as they're contained, perhaps over breakfast or during your commute or after work. Consider it your briefing. Think of it as doing one daily workout rather than running yourself ragged, or eating three meals a day rather than stuffing your face all day long. Now, if you're tempted to look when you're supposed to be doing something else, punt it until news time. The news will still be there, believe me. Now, to push this further, make an executive decision not to use devices on certain days or certain times of the day. Maybe you won't check your emails at all on Saturdays or after 8 p.m. during the week. Maybe you'll only watch TV three nights a week. Whatever limits you choose, they will likely feel wrong at first. Especially if you expect to feel instant relief when you turn off your newsfeed, you may instead feel anxious. Indeed, sometimes not knowing is worse than knowing. So be patient with this feeling. Let it pass. I promise it will dissipate, but give it time. And finally, tip number three is filter ruthlessly. When the news threatens to drown you, it's important to bail your metaphorical boat by blocking out inessential incoming information. Cancel subscriptions you don't read or need. Use email filters to reduce unwanted junk news and think twice before submitting your email address on a website as it may be sold to companies that infiltrate your inbox with even more news. So unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Now, another time, we'll tackle how to deal with news content, what to do when the news, real or fake, gets you down. But to wrap up today, while we can't choose the tenor or the pace of the news, we can choose how to respond. And by doing that, we can take back control. Or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're not ready to commit, not to worry. You can listen on Spotify or like on Facebook, where there are always links to episodes no longer available on iTunes. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.